Hey guys, Clay Edwards here. I want to tell you real quick about RC Lawn Care. My buddy Richard Coley is going to be the guy you need to contact for all of your lawn maintenance needs. You can reach him at 601-502-3529. They offer roof-to-curb service, blowing off the roof, gutter cleaning, basic lawn care, including mow, trim, edge, and blow, full lawn cleanup, trash removal, garden supplies delivered, pine straw installs, driveway, and sidewalk pressure washing. If grass is growing, you need RC Lawn Care mowing. Again, 601-502-3529. Richard Coley at RC Lawn Care. Proud sponsor of the Clay Edwards Show podcast. All right, you've tuned in to the Free Range Human Show of Choice, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Free Range. I just said that part already, didn't I? We'll say it again. I like it so much. This is the Free Range Human Show of Choice. I am Clay Edwards. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We are live here on 103.9 FM, WYAB, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com, as well as the TuneIn app and Alexa. If you missed any of this, you can always just go find the podcast. We'll have it split up into two separate hours today. There's going to be kind of two separate shows in one. Hour one, I've got Mississippi gubernatorial candidate, Dr. John Witcher, and I have his wife, Brooke Witcher, here in the studio with me. Hour two, we're going to open up the phone lines, and we're going to discuss the hot topic of the day, and that is the Rankin County Six. The deputies got all arrested yesterday and are charged and pl- or pled guilty, however you want to word that, for torture, shooting, and all kind of bad stuff out there in Rankin County. We'll open up the phone lines for that and discuss it in the second hour. But hour one, the election, the Republican or the primaries in Mississippi are this Tuesday, August 8th. We have a man in here uh, looking for your votes. He's here to sell you on why you should vote for uh, your prescription of freedom. Dr. John Witcher. Good morning, Doc. Doc. Yes, sir. Thank you, Clay. Good to be here. Man, I tell you, I think since about this past Thursday, I've seen y'all everywhere I've been. That's right. We're everywhere. We're crisscrossing the state and, uh, you know, just getting out there and trying to spread our message. We all are doing a heck of a job at it. I mean, you, you, for a, for what for an underdog kind of campaign, it, it ain't been very underdog. You're, you've been everywhere. The signs are everywhere. The big signs are everywhere. I, I can't. I maybe it's because of my my circle of influence. We we we, we attract the same type of followers, or however you want to say that. But my social media is inundated. With Dr. John Witcher stuff, not Tate Reeves, Dr. John Witcher stuff, you know, so I, I think you're going to do a good showing. Yeah, I, I agree, Clay. I mean, we've been all over the state and, uh, you know, the grassroots Mississippians, they're, they're not, uh, you know, whether a, a Republican, Democrat, whatever, they're just not happy with Tate Reeves, you know, everywhere we go. Uh, many people are going to come out just to vote against Tate Reeves. I think you'll get a lot of protest vote. Yeah. I, I, I do, especially... When they see another R by your name. Yeah. I mean, you know, by somebody's name, they're like, oh, I don't know. Who's this? What's this prescription to freedom stuff? Absolutely. You know, we, uh, we've been hard at it for uh, six-plus months all over the state. Uh, we do have those big four-by-eight signs. We, I think we put up about uh, 250 or so. I, I personally put up 150 of those. Me and, and uh, Brooke, me and Brooke and I put up probably 30 or 40 by ourselves and then uh, my son-in-law and some other folks we went out and uh, and yeah we've got them all over DeSoto County to the coast all up and down 49 all over 
central Mississippi here. And so they do. They get the word out. A lot of people see that. Of course, we're all over social media as well. And, uh, of course, we have radio commercials. But, but bottom line is, you know, people just, they, they want to change. They're, they're tired of Tate Reeves. <laughs> Raising my hand mm-hmm. as one of them. I, I have uh, not been happy. He's done some things. I, I mean, I can't sit here and just be this guy. I hate everything he's done. But I can't let go of what happened during COVID. I just can't. I've tried. People are like, Clay, you just need to let it go. It's hard to get to the right of Tate right now. I, I don't care. Cause I, and I can't let it go because it's going to happen again. That's right. That was just the, that, that was the, the trial run for how they, you know, cause it's coming again at 24. My, my gut feeling. Oh, yeah. I mean, and, and you know, yeah. the grassroots Mississippians, that, that's what they feel, you know, and that, that's one thing they're really upset over Tate Reeves about is he, he just didn't stand strong. You know, they were looking at uh, states like Texas and <clears throat> Tennessee and, of course, Florida. Florida took the lead with uh, the whole, uh, you know, free state of Florida. And what they did, you know, Ron DeSantis, he, he brought in Dr. Joseph Latipo as his Surgeon General early on. And this was a common-sense doctor, a front-line doctor, a doctor that had uh, looked at the research and seen that, uh, you know, the whole uh, Dr. Fauci uh, lockdowns, mass mandates, school closures, church closures, business closures, w- w- was really all about uh, destroying the economy. Uh, first and foremost, but ultimately, you know, it was a pandemic. It yeah. really was. And it, the, the economy it, has not recovered from this. Oh, absolutely not. And, you know, it was a pandemic to get uh, Donald J. Trump out of the White House. I mean, we, you know, uh, ballot harvesting, uh, um, you know, mail-in, all, ba- mail-in. mail-in ballots. All yeah. this was, uh, you know, it was uh, it was just a a way to disrupt everything, to uh, to throw Trump under the bus and, uh, you know, Donald J. Trump, he must come out, and I, I think he's close to doing it, but he's going to come out and say, uh, you know, these shots, it, he was duped by Dr. Fauci. Operation Warp Speed was definitely an inside job. It went deep, and it was a, a deep state takeout. And uh, he will admit it. I think that's why God has Robert Kennedy Jr. running for president, because Robert Kennedy Jr., he has been fighting big pharma for many, many decades, and uh, he knows Dr. Fauci well. If, if anybody hasn't re- read his book, The Real Doctor, The Real Anthony Fauci, it tells it all. I mean, this Fauci has been hard at this for decades, fi- almost 50 years. Well, your, when your nickname's Mini Mingala, I may be saying, am I saying that right? Mingala, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, when your nickname's Mini Mingala, it, say no more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Say, say no more. Uh, yeah, I was having a, I'm in a unique position to have a lot of conversations with people uh, between the radio, online, and in person out at the car. A lot of people, a lot of interaction with different folks out there at Ellis Autoplex. And I was talking to a fellow yesterday. Uh, he kind of poked his head in the office. And <clears throat> somehow or another, the, the children's vaccine schedule in Mississippi got brought up. And the, it led to a COVID conversation and all that. So I mentioned I was going to have you on here. And he said, hey, man, ask him this. He said, you know, are we going to try to scale back these required vaccines for our children here in Mississippi? Which I believe, if I'm I'm right, we lead the nation in the amount of vaccines you have to have as a a child. There's a a new one they've added that I wasn't even aware of. Apparently, there's one you have to get between high school and college if you're going to go to college now. Yeah, there's basically, uh, by the time you're 18, you get 72 shots. And uh, with 21 different vaccines and, uh, you know, and then that doesn't include the COVID shots. So mm-hmm. you throw in the COVID shots, which are going to be annual. 
uh, all the way going down to six-month-old. So we're probably looking at over 100 shots by the time you're 18. And so, you know, childhood vaccines were never on my radar. I'm a, a general practitioner, really, ER doctor, country doctor. I don't, I don't give vaccines. Okay, that's pretty much pedi- pediatricians who give those vaccines and uh, the health department. And so uh, my kids are grown. When they were little, there weren't that many vaccines. When, when I was younger, too, I took all my vaccines. I've never been anti-vax. But, uh, you know, like, like others, you know, I've looked over the years and, and, and wondered, is there a correlation between uh, childhood vaccines and autism? Had the same conversation yesterday. Yeah, and so, uh, so when COVID hit, you know, what I have realized is that the vaccine industry in 1986, they, they were released of all liability. And so um, they were supposed to do studies themselves in-house. And it was shown, uh, it really came out during COVID, that these pharmaceutical uh, companies that make these vaccines, they are not uh, doing these safety studies. And so there's no good good studies that show that these vaccines are safe. And so, uh, it, and, you know, I don't know if the audience out there, but go to go watch Vaxxed. You know, we, Brooke and I watched that back in 21 and uh, we met Dale Bigtree, and we associated with a lot of these folks at these different conferences with Children's Health Defense Fund. A lot of these parents that have vaccine-injured children, and they, I mean, they just swear by that their child was perfectly fine and took the, until they took a vaccine, and then immediately they notice a difference. And so uh, we know that, that parents have been paid off by the government over the years, and part of that payoff is you can't talk about it. Yeah, so I, I was the fellow I was talking to yesterday was just talk, talking about a friend or maybe it was a, a a brother cousin something like that had a child, extremely talkative child, playful child, all that a bright just fun fun child got a got a got off schedule or something on the vaccines and went and got one and hasn't spoken a word since. Yeah, I think it's been ten years. And and you know the, the funny thing is uh, Trump, you know. He he has been on that uh, you know he he has looked at has wondered about childhood vaccines over the years and matter of fact before when he started to run for president to begin with he brought in Robert Kennedy Jr. to be on to to be head of the uh, his vaccine uh, committee and he brought him in uh, I believe he brought him to the Trump Towers and then uh, and then of course as things trans uh, progressed. I believe Bill Gates got a hold of Trump and said, you know, don't, you know, we're not going to go, you don't want to go there. You know, vaccine safety is not some something you even want to talk about. And so he never got back with Robert Kennedy. And so Robert Kennedy and, and uh, Trump know each other. And I believe, once again, that's why uh, Robert Kennedy's uh, in the race. He's, he's there exposing the pharmaceutical industry and exposing these vaccines, both childhood vaccines and the COVID vaccines. But let's do this. Let's take a break. When we come back, let's start back at the beginning. I want to, you know, talk to you about what motivated you to run and uh, what kind of got you to this point where we're at here, just a couple of days away from the primary. Some of the things you've seen out there crisscrossing the state and all that. What are the people telling you? I got all kinds of questions this morning. This is the Clay Edwards Show. If you got a question for Dr. John Witcher, how about we stick to the guns and gear text line for now? You can text the question in 769 241 1944 We may open the phone lines up before the end of the hour, but right now let's stick to the Guns and Gear text line. Shoot your questions, 769-241-1944. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM. 
WYAB. We're joined in the studio this morning by gubernatorial candidate asking for your vote this Tuesday, August 8th. He's running as a Republican up against Tate Reeves. Are you still upset about what was done to you during COVID? I am. I am still mad. I said I would never forget, and I'm sticking to my word. we got Dr. John Witcher and his wife, Brooke Witcher, here in the studio. Uh, we left off <clears throat> talking about vaccines and whatnot. I want to kind of circle back to the beginning. Doc, what what motivated you to say, you know what, man, I've seen enough. I'm throwing my hat in the ring here. Well, you know, uh, it's it's all about COVID. I mean, that's what got me. You know, I didn't go to politics. Politics came to me is what I say. You know, as a medical doctor, I was a medical director in Yazoo City in that little hospital. And when COVID hit, you know, we didn't know exactly what was going on, but but pretty quickly, I mean, we were treat, I treated some of the first patients that had COVID in Mississippi, and we didn't know. I, I certainly didn't know what it was at first. Uh, you know, I never saw anybody's O2 sats drop that low, and they s- still could uh, function. And so something totally new. But uh, very quickly, you know, we found out that um, there was ways to treat COVID. I was treating COVID in the hospital with hydroxychloroquine and vitamin D, zinc, azithromycin, and uh, other things. And these, these medications worked. You know, this was the Dr. Zeb Zelenko protocol that he was using that he treated President Trump with. It was also Dr. Peter McCullough. Early on, he came out with him and many other doctors. They put a study together. And, uh, and so I was following suit there, like many doctors, I believe, around Mississippi were doing. And then uh, the hospital came in and said we couldn't use that that. that uh, medication any longer of course it's when donald trump you know he he said hydroxychloroquine when he mentioned it and then next thing you know neil cavoto on fox and all these fake news media were yelling from the you know hey the hydroxychloroquine will kill you don't take it which is not true it's a very safe medication a lot of people take it in the form of plaquenil for rheumatoid arthritis and so very safe medication and uh, but it was pretty much taken off the market uh by the federal government and then uh, and, and pushed right down to every hospital in America, including the little bitty hospital I was at in Yazoo City, you know. Well, this goes and, against the narrative. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I hate the just bastardization of the word narrative, mm. but I mean, it's true. I mean, it, it, anything that went against what Fauci said, or and Dobbs was just mini Fauci, yeah. anything that went against that, the, the, their official narrative, it was done away with. It, you, you, it was it was villainized. Uh, which one was the horse paste? Yeah, and you know uh, all, all ivermectin. ivermectin. I mean, ivermectin, thank you. and and you know Mississippians were using that. I mean, uh, you know these are country folks that have horses and dogs and cattle, and uh, you know it, it was pretty evident uh, uh, even in the medical literature. We ha- you had uh, Doctor Pierre Corey and Paul Merrick. These are two. Uh, very uh, credentialed doctors, research doctors, academic doctors, teach medical students. They're also internal medicine, critical care doctors, pulmonologists, highly credentialed. And, uh, you know, they, they were using ivermectin and uh, developed a protocol to use ivermectin and, and high-dose steroids, blood thinners, et cetera. And uh, it was working. And once again, uh, you know, uh, the hospitals, uh, well, you know, the whole horse dewormer thing and, you know, don't take uh, horse medicine, you're a human, that came out of Mississippi. Dr. Thomas Dobbs went on headline news, said Mississippians were killing, were dying right and left due to overdosing on horse dewormer, which was not true. Uh, there were a lot of calls to the toxicology line in Mississippi, but it was people they were calling in 
to ask what the correct dose was to take for the horse dewormer for, for humans. I would like an invest when you become governor. I would like an investigation opened up into Thomas Dobbs finances. Woo. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, that if you look at just the simple evidence that we had in front of us versus what he was doing, I, I, I got some questions. And then there was lots of rumors about kids working for pharmaceutical companies and vaccine companies and this, that, and the other. I, I need it to make sense. If nothing else, clear my conscience a little bit. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, yeah, I agree. We, we want to have hearings on day one. We're going to bring in Dr. Peter McCullough as our Surgeon General on, a, on my Blue Ribbon Committee, and we're going to get to the bottom of this. We're going to bring in doctors around Mississippi that were treating COVID patients, like, for example, Dr. Robert Corcoran and his group up in Greenville, Mississippi. Listen, he Robert Corcoran has, and he's got all this in scientific form. He's treated, oh, this was several months ago. He's probably treated more now, but over 10,000 COVID patients in Greenville, Mississippi. They were coming from all over because they heard about him, and he was treating patients with ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, these vitamins and supplements, breathing treatments. Over 10,000 patients and zero died. Okay, so Dr. Peter McCullough says that if people got this, these early intervention treatments, that 85% of the people didn't have to die that died. But according to Dr. Robert Corcoran, he had a 100%. Uh, success rate. So he tried to get all this information out to all the doctors in Mississippi, wanted to publish it in the Mississippi State Medical Journal, and Dr. Thomas Dobbs silenced the man. He vilified him, and and we're the ones that found the the, uh, emails. Uh, Dr. Carol Hill, a a doctor with us in Mississippi Against Mandates, she uh, did the research, had the four-year request, found the emails, and that's when we went public. Uh, We came, uh, well, we were on here. WYAB, we came in on the phone line, and, and that was February the 27th of 2022. And we exposed Dr. Thomas Dobbs, and on, I believe it was March the 11th and 13th, he resigned. And so, uh, you know, we want to get to the bottom of it. We want to know why he vilified ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. And uh, I think we know the answer. It was to push the COVID shots at all costs. I mean, he, he was going to vilify anything that was successful. So so because at the same time, you know, he was yelling, this is the pandemic of the unvaccinated. And our governor, he, he said it from his platform. He was pushing these vaccines. The governor was. Of course, he got the vaccine on Facebook Live. And he told everybody to get vaccinated. He got, and, the, he got the salt water. Well, I, yeah, Alleged, I don't know. My opinion. Yeah. I don't, but he was, you know, he was telling everybody to get vaccinated and, and going and saying, and, and fear mongering people, saying this is the pandemic of the unvaccinated. And so we, you well, know. I remember when he got up there and said, I'm a numbers guy. So what I do is I run the numbers. That's his line, right? I'm a numbers yeah. guy. Yeah. I'm a numbers guy. And um, I've, I've ran the numbers and we talk about herd immunity and it would take this many people to get that over this much time, blah, 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 10 years. Yeah. You know, to, for, or two years, some ridiculous number to run herd immunity. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's kind of what we ended up doing anyway. Yeah. You know? Well, it's common sense. Pe- people aren't stupid. They they know they took the vaccine and they still got COVID. They know they took the vaccine and they still went in the hospital. They know they took the vaccine and they still died in the hospital. Okay? They tried to say that, uh, you know, they they kept moving the, the, the goal line. First is if you get the vaccine, you won't get COVID. Then it was if you get the vaccine, you won't go get sick and go in the hospital. Then you get the vaccine, at least you won't die. All that was proven to be no, wrong. If you get the booster, and the booster, and the booster, and the booster, yeah. I, you know, I, I had a good doctor. I won't, I'll never say his name on here because I don't want these nut jobs running around there trying to cancel him. But I had a good doctor early on, and I they always said 
talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. Talk to your doctor. Well, I did. I talked to my doctor. Said, Doc, what should I do? I was 320 pounds at the time, too. But I was taking my vitamin D, my zinc, yada, yada, yada. And uh, I said, should I get that vaccine? I said, let me remove all my political biases out of this equation. He said, no, it's going to be a, this is early on. He said, no, it's going to be a a vaccine, I mean, not a vaccine, a a pandemic of variants. And I never, I hadn't heard anybody else say, use the word variants at at that point. I was like, he said, don't get it. It it, it won't be good for a couple months. I didn't get it. Three months later, Doc, should I get it now? He said, don't get it. It's still a uh, pandemic of the variant of variants and stuff so I, I never did he kept saying that he's a big old guy too you know i'll take off air who he is but um <clears throat> so I, I, I came back and i said well my doctor says don't get it. well your doctor's a nut job well hold on y'all said talk to my doctor yeah. it's only talk to doctors that say get the vaccine mm-hmm. um i had a family member who was doing online uh talking to a mental health professional doing the online visits or whatever uh, the virtual visits and at the end of each one the the virtual uh, psychiatrist or whatever would ask her, "Now, are you vaccinated?" And he's wearing a mask on these online things. I'm like, "What? The, what does your mental health have to do with being vaccinated?" I lost my mind over this. Mm-hmm. I, I, had we been, had I been in the same room with the guy, I'd probably ended up in jail. Why are you asking somebody who's talking to you about mental health if they're vaccinated? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, it on was, a Zoom call. On a Zoom call, wearing a mask. Yeah. I say all that to say, that's how crazy it got. Doc, you want to take a call? Sure, yeah. Let's do that real quick. Hey, call, you're on there. You got about a minute. Yes, I want to vouch for everything that Dr. Witcher is saying. I have a customer who was part of the, the in Greenville with part of those doctors. And he actually told me, uh, don't take the vaccine. Come see me. <laughs> so... I 100% vouch for Dr. Witcher, and he has my vote. And I'm like you, Clay, uh, uh, investigation into the pharmaceutical and just start calling these people out. And that's all I wanted to say. Have a blessed day. You as well. Thank you. Let's take one more call here. Hey, caller, you're on there. Hey, Clay, how you doing? Hey, Derek, how you doing? You got about a minute, brother. All right, well, can I just call back? No, no, no. Go ahead. We'll just take take, uh, take us to the break. Witcher, did you notice how they tried to play the racial angle with all this, talking about, you know, coming up with words like um, medical racism and all this type of stuff? But then when they couldn't realize they couldn't get black people on the bandwagon, they all of a sudden threw out Henrietta Lacks. Did you notice that angle? Oh, yeah. They, they you know, they always go that angle. And, uh, you know, Thomas Dobbs went on uh, – National news, and he said, you know, it's the um, he blamed it on the the white people that didn't want to wear a mask. He said, you know, at that point he he felt like uh, you know the black people were were wearing masks, but it it was the uh, it was the the white extremist. I forget exact words he the said. Third but, group was a third. Yeah, yeah. basically that, that was Philip Gunn that said that. The yeah. third group. Yeah. So well, it's my question a, to you, uh, Doctor. Um, um, I'm, I'm gonna ask you. Hang up. What role did Henry the uh, the uh, Hela cell play in? Um, treating COVID or coming up with the vaccine. That, that is my question. What's the, who, I, I, I didn't catch that. What is that? Um, what role did HeLa cells play in um, creating a vaccine for COVID? You know, the, the cells of Henrietta Lacks, um, whose cells they've been using for the last 50 years to develop so many different treatments. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Henrietta Lacks, what is that? That's, uh, are you t- 
you know, that was that was the young, um, that was the black lady whose cells they've been harvesting for the last 50 years that her cells keep replicating and stayed alive long after her body was dead. Not familiar with that. I'll have to look that up. Derek, huh. t- text that to me, Derek. Okay, will do. I'll pass it to him. Thanks, brother. Have a blessed day. Uh-huh. All right, let's take a break real quick. We'll come back. And uh, we got a ton of questions on the phone here. If you want to answer those, we'll get to those. I'm joined here in the studio by Dr. John Witcher. He's running for governor. This Tuesday, August 8th, vote Witcher, your prescription for freedom. I like it. I like it. We'll be right back on the Clay Edwards Show. Again to the Clay Edwards Show. We're live here on 103.9 FM WYAB. If you missed any of this show, don't worry. You can always go check out the podcast. Just search Clay Edwards Show wherever you download podcasts or stream music. It goes everywhere. It'll be up by 10 a.m. this morning. And heck, even if you have listened to it, this is important information. People need to hear what Dr. John has to say. So go share it to your social media and all that once the show is over. All right. I am joined here in the studio by the man running for governor of Mississippi on the, as a Republican on the primaries this Tuesday, Dr. John Witcher. Dr. John, I got a couple of questions here on uh, the Guns and Gear text line. So I'll kind of run through them real quick. Uh, a couple that I think be easy to run through. Uh, Roger asked, ask him about small-town pharmacy abuse, PBMs, pocket over half the profit, and pay the small-town pharmacies pennies. Is he for changing this or not? Are you familiar with this? Not real familiar with that, but uh, I guess that would be where these small-town pharmacies, if they're not big corporations, they they want it more expensive to, to buy the medications. Yeah, I did see where um, Mark, the owner, uh, Mark Cuban has started – some kind of pharmaceutical supply that's supposed to – I'm not a huge Mark Cuban fan, but I th- thought he started a company that's supposed to actually help with that. I read something about that. Don't I don't want to misquote it. It could be the complete opposite, but I, I thought it was to actually help the smaller pharmacies be able to buy medicines at a cheaper – at a more competitive price to compete with, like, your Walgreens yeah. of the world and all I that. I mean, we, de- we definitely want these small mom-and-pop pharmacies to stay open because I'll tell you, during COVID – uh, many of these pharmacies, especially the corporate pharmacies, would not pr- uh, prescribe ivermectin, uh, wouldn't dispense it. The doctors would write for ivermectin or hydroxychloroquine, and the pharmacist would say, we're not going to do that. Well, that's why I use a small town, a local pharmacy, a guy that I trust. that goes by, it's good to have a personal physician, and it's good to have a personal pharmacist. Absolutely. Uh, another qu- another question or comments here. It says, Tate used the National Guard to give the shot. How much did that cost? And it says, um, is certificate of need still received today does that question yeah certificate of need is something that needs to be addressed that the way you get it you know you can't have a hospital or even really a diagnostic center uh unless you have a certificate of need and the certificate of need is given out by our state public health department so you know what that means it means it's very political political uh and so we we i believe in free enterprise i believe in you know free marketplace i think that drives uh where you have competition that drives prices down it's it's best for the uh consumer and so uh, we need to open up the certificate of need such that anybody can apply for it not not just a not not be a political uh hack group that goes in and uh, it needs to be uh, opened up maybe just get rid of so t- tell me this, something I keep hearing a lot of, and look, I can only focus so much of my energy in different places. I'm more entrenched in the culture war stuff and what's going on in Jackson with Donald Trump, this, that, and the other. Well, what's this I hear about, and you could probably speak to this, 
I hear that a lot of our small town hospitals or rural hospitals are going to have to close. Uh, that the funding's not there. I, I thought COVID was a whirlwind of uh, of funds for hospitals. Why are our rural hospitals getting ready to have to close? Well, you know, once again, this comes from the Department of Health for the most part. I don't know if you, you know, the new uh, state health officer is Dr. Dan Edney, and he was uh, 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 earlier this year, I saw him, he was doing hearings at the uh, Capitol building, uh, and his whole note was we have to have Medicaid expansion or these hospitals are going to close. Well, I've been a medical doctor. I started a company called Mississippi Physician Services as a young doctor and staffing emergency rooms in these little small hospitals around Mississippi. I've worked with a dozen, probably probably more than that, probably 15 or so rural hospitals. And so uh, the, every hospital is different, okay? You can't put every rural hospital in a box, okay? They're, they're different. Some of them are county-owned. Some of them are private-owned. Some of them are, are foundations. So you have to look at each situation. I would first and foremost say uh, before you know before you, the hospital just claims they're they're going broke. Let's look at the financials of that hospital because listen, the hospital administrators are much like politicians. Uh, you, you know, don't believe what they tell you for face value. It makes sense. Makes sense. I right. uh, let's see here a few more questions on the guns and gear text line. Uh, the same person. I wish I had their name here. It says power of the governor is appointed as appointments and vetoes. Will you consider resetting membership of these? I feel like that's a typo there somewhere. Yeah, say that again. Uh, it says power of the governor is appointments and vetoes. Will you consider resetting these? Yeah. I don't know. Well, I, I mean, I don't know yeah, the that. governor's primary function of the governor is to inform the legislators, which is the senators and representatives, what the will of the people are. I mean, that's his primary function. Mm -hmm. A lot of people say, well, the governor is pretty a weak position. Well, I mean, they're referring to, to Tate Reeves. I mean, he, he's not used that position uh, the way he can. You know, it's a platform that uh, in his whole goal has to be to uh, inform the legislators, what the will of the people are. And a good example, when the flag issue. And that's a very controversial issue, the Mississippi flag. That's been something ever since I've been a child, I, you know, it's been a controversy. But, you know, Mississippians, I can tell you, I've been all over Mississippi. There are many, many Mississippians that are very, very upset that they didn't get to vote for the flag. And that's, that's what they wanted to do. And so, uh, you know, as governor, you know, he has to have his, his uh, finger on the pulse of what the people want. And I'm sure he did. But he went with, the, with um, you know, really, at, uh, you know, the deep state uh, folks that wanted, you know, I think they convinced him. Well, they just pretty much told him. Everybody knows Tate Reeves doesn't, you know, he doesn't run the, the, the state. This, you know, he's got a lot of people that are pulling his strings. And so he just went and passed. He, he should have vetoed that and brought that to the people and let them vote. And so, uh, you know, that's why many, many Mississippians, that one issue alone, that's why they're going to come out just to vote against Tate Reeves. All right. And shifting gears from COVID, says uh, another texture asks, you know, so moving away from COVID, what, what makes you the best choice for governor? What are your plans for economic growth? How do you plan to use the National Guard? Well, you know, I'm a. Uh, I'm not only a medical doctor. I, I was an electrical engineer for several years before I was a medical doctor. So I worked in a corporation, a Brown and Root engineering firm, and uh, you know I, I know how to manage uh, multi-million-dollar projects. 
Uh, also been a businessman all my life. Brooke and I own, currently own real estate where we buy, sell, and rent real estate. So, you know, I'm a small business owner, have been for a long time, and uh, as well as a physician. And so, uh, plus, uh, you know, we have four grown kids and uh, four grandkids and a couple more on the way. So we're, you know, we are, uh, we've lived life here in Mississippi. Brooke is, was born in Texas. She grew up here on the, in Gautier. Uh I was born in Meridian, Mississippi. Grew up on the Mississippi Gulf Coast in Ocean Springs, Biloxi area. My father's from Tupelo. My mother from Yazoo City. So I spent a lot of time up there. So, uh, and then I've been all over the state, uh, in particular the central and, and uh, southern part of the state in these little hospital settings where I've uh, worked either as a directly as an ER doctor or general practitioner, and uh, also worked with, uh, you know, like I said, I had a company early on in my when I was in my early 30s. I had 25 doctors working for me, and so I'm I'm pretty, uh, you know, I'm a, I'm business savvy, and so we're going to go in, and unlike Tate Reeves, I should say he, you know, he was 27 when when he became a politician. He was our state treasurer for eight years, and he was our lieutenant governor for eight years, and now he's been our governor for three or four years. So. He is a career politician, and people see that, uh, you know, and so I've been out there amongst the people. I'm, I'm a uh, conservative. I, I grew up, Brooke and I grew up with Ronald Reagan. I was seven, 14 when he was elected, and we believe in the American dream. You know, we, we believe that America is that city on the hill shining its beacon of hope to the world, freedom. And that's why people come to America, because they, they want a better life. But we see we're, we're basically in the same situation we are we were in a lot worse today than when when Jimmy Carter was was uh, was president. We very similar. Our economy is is tanking. Our interest rates have doubled since Joe Biden got in there. Our our four hundred one ks are dropping. Gas prices are have gone way up, probably doubled. People are having problems. Just uh, you know their their dollars are not going as far as they did. We, we're having what I call Biden inflation. When you print five trillion dollars out of thin air, which Joe Biden did, and uh, you know, and you expect that's not going to affect the economy, then you're crazy. I mean, that's why the dollars are not buying what they used to, and people are feeling the pain. And um, so, you know, we've got to, uh, you know, uh, we've got to get get some relief there. No doubt about it. We can do some things like other states. We we can uh, decrease the taxes on things such as baby baby items whether it be diapers, formula, et cetera. Because one thing we want to do, we've got to grow Mississippi. People are coming to Mississippi from these blue states, just like they're going to Texas and Florida. We're getting them coming here. Brooke's a real estate agent, and she has, she's sold properties over the last several years, sight unseen to people coming in. They, you know, they want to come to Mississippi because the price of living is, is fairly low. There's wide open space, land. They feel like they can come here and, and be free. Uh, and so we want to promote that. And because by bringing more people in here, young people in particular that have kids that will build businesses that will that will be part of the workforce, uh, this will increase revenue. And we've got to find a way to cut our costs. And there's listen, there, we know there's a lot of corruption down in Jackson. Look, look at the TNAF, what's going on. But right now, it's it, what is it? Ninety nine million dollars that was embezzled. We don't know what the final outcome will be, but. Tate Reeves fired the independent investigator uh, last year about this time, and, and nothing's really been looked at there. We're going to go in day one. You know, I'm going to work with Chad White, and we're going to get to the root of this. We want to know uh, who all was involved. I mean, this, this is what Mississippi wants to know. They want to know what happened to all this money that was supposed to go to poor people and went to special interest groups. 
and celebrities and whatnot. So that's one thing. We're going to root out the, the corruption. We're going to look at uh, ways to uh, to decrease cost. I mean, we've got to balance the budget. We're, you know, truth be known, we're a welfare state, not just our people, but our government's on welfare. We uh, out of over $20 billion a year is what it costs to run our state, and, and $11 billion of that comes to us to the, by the federal government. So we're, we're as long as we're tied to the federal government like we are, we're going to always be beholden. So we've got to figure out ways to get away from that, and uh, we, we have ways to do that. The other thing, you know, uh, education, that is a big part of what we need. You know, people, will, people are moving to places where they can, number one, educate their children, and number two, feel safe and secure. And uh, that's why they're moving out of Hines County and coming to Rankin County and Madison. I mean, these people, I mean, that's just common sense. So we're going to fight hard for our, our children. This whole woke agenda, this whether it be critical race theory, that's about dividing our children. It's about they're teaching children to hate America, hate our heritage. Uh, we're going to be against that. This LGBT movement that, that's coming in and really confusing our kids, uh, trying to um, – Teach them there's more than two sexes, and uh, you know this is this is a big deal. We we uh, Mississippi against mandates. Doctor Wesley Granger he exposed the sex change mutilation uh, surgeries that were do, being done and hormone therapies being done on children at UMMC. Okay, and then we got our politicians to push back, and they did pass a law. No doctor can do sex change surgeries or hormone therapies on any child under 18. But we want to push further than that. We want to make sure there's no sex change clinics in Mississippi, and so. So we're going to fight hard on crime, education. We want to educate our children, not indoctrinate them with this with this minority ideology that just makes them hate America, hate themselves, and hate others. We're going to stand up for our children. It should be a felony to teach that in schools. This is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back. All right, welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. We've got about two minutes left with the good doctor, so I'm going to pass the mic over to him and let him take us home. Doc? All right, thank you, Clay. So listen, Mississippians, the, the biggest thing on their mind is their, their pocketbook, okay? They know the economy's tanking, and uh, listen, and the other thing, they're afraid, okay? We're all looking at this. We're looking at the national election. We're looking at Kirk and Joe Biden. We know what's happening. They're, it's a full takeover. We're in total tyranny. COVID was just a dry run, you know, and there, something else is going to happen. They're going to disrupt the 2024 presidential election. We're going to see President Trump tonight. Yeah. Brooke and I will be in Montgomery, Alabama. And listen, Mississippians know most of them are supporting Trump because they know if I mean, we're living in a third world banana republic where you have uh, a sitting president, so-called sitting president, Joe Biden, can imprison uh, his top opponent, Donald J. Trump. We're, this is a third world banana republic. People know it. People are afraid and people are they they want to get out there. And, uh, you know, I endorse Donald J. Trump. And we must stand firm. We need a governor that when push comes to shove, because we don't know what's going to happen next year. If you're looking at the national news, heck, they could say aliens are landing, UFOs are landing. We need a governor that's not strong, I mean, that's not weak, that'll stand up and, and, and have a state sovereignty. We've got to push back from any federal mandates that come our way, whether it be COVID lockdowns, or climate change lockdowns, or UFOs are landing, got to lock down, whatever it is, we've got to be prepared. And, and Donald J. Trump has to have a fair election come next year. Mississippians know it. And I'm, as your governor, we're going to stand strong and we're going to be we're going to have the free state of Mississippi regardless. I like it. Dr. John Brooke Witcher. Thank y'all. Enjoyed this. Uh, I know we waited to the very end to do it, but uh, how can they find you online real quick? WitcherForGovernor.com. That's W-I-T-C-H-E-R, then F-O-R, 
witcherforgovernor.com. All right, guys. Podcast will be available here by 10 a.m. Go search Clay Edwards Show and share it. I'll be right back after this. I hope you enjoyed this clip of today's Clay Edwards Show. You can tune in live every Monday through Friday, 7 to 9 a.m. on 103.9 FM, WYAB in Central Mississippi. You can stream it worldwide and live at WYAB.com, the TuneIn app, or Alexa. Just search WYAB. And, of course, you're listening now on a podcast, so you can just hit subscribe where you're at. We update daily right here on the Clay Edwards Show. And check out all things Clay Edwards at clayedwardsshow.com for shirts and more. Peace.